Welcome to 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John. I'm Stan Harstein, your narrator. I truly appreciate your willingness to set aside your daily distractions for the next 10 minutes so you can invest in your own spiritual life. If you have a comment on this DevoCast, please contact me using the email link located at the bottom of the website page. It's time now for today's episode. Episode 14, Receive. The Word came to its own people, yet its own people failed to receive this Word. But whoever receives the Word, this Word grants them the ability to become children of God. This is given to those who believe in the name of the Word. John 1, 11 and 12. From its opening, The Gospel of John draws a sharp distinction between two responses to the word, receiving or not receiving. A simple examination of the Greek term for receive proves difficult since the classical Greek lexicon dictionary lists 40 distinct contexts which influence one's understanding of this word. Reception of the word implies accepting welcoming, greeting, and even embracing this word at the beginning in a variety of situations. One overarching context for this two-sided option in John 1, 11 and 12 appears within the realm of hospitality in the ancient Near East. Considered the highest virtue to be practiced in several ancient cultures, Hospitality implies acceptance, welcome, greetings, and an embrace in the sense of making the distant traveler part of the family. Although the topic of ancient hospitality is too broad for this venture, the image of welcoming an unknown individual into the community might serve as the most suitable framework for understanding the importance of the word receive. In the Old Testament. The story of Abraham and the three visitors at the Oaks of Mamre provides one of the most positive stories of hospitality of receiving travelers in the Old Testament. The activities of Abraham include greeting, welcoming, and embracing in the form of words, water to wash their feet, bread to refresh them, and food prepared for them. Genesis 18, 1-8. The prophet Jeremiah provides two examples of the opposite response, failing to receive what is provided. They have returned to me, but with their back instead of their face. Even though I taught them from the morning hours, yes, I taught them daily, yet they were not listening to receive my instruction. Jeremiah 32:33. The Lord says, Go, Tell the men of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction and listen to my words? Jeremiah 35, 13 The inhabitants of Judah at this time, at the conclusion of the independent monarchy, are being chastised for failing to receive the voice of their God, a receptivity revealed through subsequent obedience. Elsewhere in the Gospel of John. 
Following John the Baptizer's final comments regarding Jesus' necessity to increase and his own need to decrease in popularity, a brief passage appears with the same perspective as the prologue. It describes the one who is above all and comes from heaven. He gives witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. The one who receives his testimony confirms that God is true. John 3, 32 and 33. Again, we see the contrast between those who receive and those who don't. The center of contention appears to be found in the words of this one from above. The next verse clarifies the value intrinsic to his testimony. For the one whom God sent speaks God's words. For God gives the Spirit without limit. John 3:34. As with the prophet Jeremiah, the concern in this passage revolves around whether those listening will actually receive God's words. In the Gospel of John, God's words are found in the Word, the Word with God at the beginning. Jesus further clarifies what is to be received in John chapter 17. Now they understand that everything you have given me is still yours, because I have given them the words which you gave me, and they received these words, and truly understand that I came from your presence, and they believe that you sent me. John 17, 7 and 8. The focus on receiving remains on the words, or better yet, on the word. The description in John 1 indicates a similar focus. The word came to its own people, yet its own people failed to receive this word. But whoever receives the word, John 1, 11 and 12, section A. Episode 8 discussed the idea of believing, which is the next step after receiving. Or, to use the language introduced in the Abraham story, embracing someone only occurs after you have greeted and welcomed them. John 20 In the evening, following Jesus' resurrection, he appears in the midst of a room where his followers have gathered behind shut doors. Jesus greets these friends with words of peace, reminds them that he himself had been sent by the Father, and now commissions them to go out as those sent in his service. Finally, when he had spoken these things, he breathed on them and spoke to them. Receive the Holy Spirit. John 20, 22. In this final occurrence of the Greek word lambano, two items appear which need to be received. Jesus' followers must first receive his words, that he is sending them out in his service, and they must also receive the Holy Spirit. It is difficult to hear this interaction without hearing an echo from the prologue. The Word grants them the ability to become children of God. This is given to those who believe in the name of the Word. Children, not of blood, nor of the will of a person, nor by the will of a man, rather born of God. John 1, 12b and 13. 
Some common threads appear within the experience of receiving, that is, within the activities of accepting, welcoming, greeting, and embracing as understood within the framework of hospitality. The most highly colored thread deals with the words of God. These serve the purpose of instruction. These require hearing, a biblical concept which has less to do with sound waves affecting the eardrums and more to do with the external activity resulting from the power expressed by these spoken words. This bright thread is surrounded by several complementary colors which identify the person of Jesus, one sent by God, one who comes from above. Concluding Thought Receptivity is often thought of in a primarily passive sense. That is, one doesn't have to put forth much effort to receive something. Yet, this is actually a false perception of the concept. Receptivity does imply that the initiative and origination rest somewhere else. But receiving is definitely not passive when viewed within ancient hospitality social codes. In order to receive the word with God, one must also take action to greet, to welcome, and even to embrace the entire essence of this word. The one who receives cannot accept a smaller portion of what is brought while refusing other parts. Instead, receiving describes an all-or-nothing type of activity. The positive side to receiving Jesus can be, and often is, understated. When one receives the Word with God at the beginning, one also receives what the Word brings, life and light. No longer must one wait in darkness, waiting for the light of day, before going forth in service as children of God. Those who receive the Word realize the light for humanity has come, splitting the darkness forever. Thank you for investing these undistracted moments in your spiritual life. I invite you to return later for another episode of 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John, composed and narrated by Stan Harstein, all rights reserved.